an awful sense of jealousy when the guide blurted out that the statues were like children to the people who worked at the museum. I had become lightheaded and sick and threw up on the floor moments later. Nobody had cared how I was being maintained, or if the temperature of the room didn't agree with me, or if I didn't look just right. What I had in common with the wax figures was that we all moved around a lot, and we didn't know where we would be put next. On display or stuffed back into storage, either way, it was out of my control. My mother had often said that children should be seen and not heard, and being only eleven, I had heard that quite often. I got the impression that the creators of these things had probably felt the same way. I had felt an immense rush of sadness roll over me like a wave when we were ushered outside. I remembered going pale from being sick and somebody joking that I looked like one of the wax statues in the museum. Stuck in a loop repeating the memory of the field trip in my head, Dick's station wagon had pulled up the drive. I was jolted from my reverie by the slamming of the heavy car doors. Without turning on a light, I got up, quickly made the bed, and stood next to my suitcases. I listened to my mother and Dick laughing outside. They both sounded drunk. I stood in one spot, perfectly still like a permanent resident from the museum, careful not to let the floor creak underfoot. Dick was laughing idiotically as he fumbled with the lock on the front door. I could hear it all from my isolated position. I resisted the temptation to walk over to the window and look down. I stayed locked in the frozen moment of waiting for what was next. They had been out celebrating, although I really couldn't say what there was to celebrate. It was two days until my twelfth birthday, so I knew that it must be too early for that. Before they had gone out, I had overheard my mother and Dick as she was getting ready in the bathroom. I'd already blocked out their conversation and couldn't remember what she had said, knowing it was probably best to forget. If they were celebrating my leaving, I just didn't want to think about that either. After a few moments, my mother hurriedly began to climb the stairs. My throat tensed as she closed in on the bedroom door. The thought quickly crossed my mind that in about ten more minutes, it would no longer be my bedroom door, and a few minutes after that, it would no longer be my bedroom. Oh, you're already up, she announced, surprised. Yeah, I just... I mumbled softly, my words trailing off unsure. Bring down your luggage and get a move on, she commanded. I zipped up my jacket as if I had just put it on. She flipped on the light, turned, and rushed off back down the stairs. The water pipes in the walls rattled as Dick flushed the toilet downstairs in the back of the house. I gagged inside as I pictured him doing his business, drunk and trying to handle his cigarette all at once. My mother's new would-be husband was another winner in a long line of aging thoroughbreds. One more suitor who had queued up for what he must have thought was something special. Dick worked as an all-state insurance salesman near the freeway. The only thing important for me to understand about Dick was that he hated being within five feet of me. After he had moved in, I knew it was only a matter of time before I'd be shuttled off to live somewhere else or beaten half to death, which had happened before and probably wasn't yet out of the question. Half asleep, I pulled the heavy suitcases behind me. 
They thumped down the stairwell as I took each step in a daze. I felt sluggish and tired and wobbled momentarily as I descended, believing that I was going to heave over and topple downward, hopefully killing myself and bringing an end to all of it. I fantasized that my mother would feel guilty about wanting to send me away if I died, but then again, who was I trying to fool? Put the cases in the back of the car, she chimed in aloofly. You don't want to be late. It was only then that I realized my mother was wearing yet another new dress, gaudy orange flowers with sprawling red leaves wrapping themselves around her nether regions like poison oak. I just couldn't bear to look. She stank of cheap perfume and damp cigarette butts. Your bus leaves in forty minutes. Unable to speak, I saw Dick's eyes following me. He could have helped me with the suitcases, but he didn't. Don't scratch my...